You're listening to Bowls Australia's official podcast, The Right Line, rolling you through the latest from the world of bowls. Subscribe now via your favourite podcast app. Hello and welcome to The Right Line, Bowls Australia's official podcast, episode 40 today. We are getting up there now. It's um, It's been a great, uh, great start to this show and we've had a good couple of weeks because all four of us are back together and this is, it, it's exciting. We, you know, a lot of events, we see each other a lot and now we get to do the show together again. So it's fantastic. Val Ferbo here with you. Today is a big show because we are going to be joined by Jody Nikolic, um, a parabola from uh, from WA who's doing some wonderful work in, uh, in the wheelchair space and we're we're also going to be joined by Club Dubbo CEO Tim Farrell, who's going to chat all about the uh, the International Falls event that's happening up there in uh, in or next week. So before we get into any of that, we've got uh, we've got the trio that make this show what it is: the one and only Clive Adams, Ringside Clive. How are you? Yeah, very well, thanks. Uh, great to be back and uh, looking forward to a wonderful show. Uh, played the State Fours during uh, the last weekend and was eliminated in one of the most unique ways I think I've ever been eliminated. The opposition uh, got a seven against uh, against uh, in the other game in the in the section, a seven on the last end and put us out by one shot on, uh, oh, on overall no. margin. Oh, so, no. Yes. Uh, the uh, the well, skipper that played the bowl... Uh, Pushed, pushed the oppositions out for seven, so wow. uh, he's got did bragging rights. Did they celebrate? Rights. Did they celebrate? Yeah, they <laughs> and did they did. know at the time that they needed a seven? Yes. Yeah. Oh, wow. really? Wow. wow. Um, now, who was that skipper? Because we can blacklist them from the show. David Killish von Horn. David Killish von Horn. So uh, from Bassendine. So David, well played. Blacklisted. (laughs) Uh, And the other one, uh, or another lady who uh, who's enjoying retirement now, Carla Krasanik. How are you? Oh, I'm great. Retired life is awesome. Just sit back all day, do not much. No, 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 just joking. No, no, no I'm good. Yep. Um, enjoy the week. Lots of um, people giving me calls and congratulating me. So it's been very nice. I felt very special, actually. So it's been lovely. Oh, very nice. And very well deserved, I might add. And well, another lady who's got uh, well deserved plaudits uh, in this show Women's Champion of Champions Pairs winner in Queensland, Lindsay Clark. Linny, how are you? <laughs> I'm good, thanks, Val. I'm a bit exhausted. Literally walked in the door from Mackay about an hour ago here at home. So um, said a quick hello to husband and the kids. And priority number one is the pod squad. So here I am. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's what that's what we like to hear, Lindsay. And just a quick um, quick summary of the week. How did it go with Claire? Claire was in the moon boot. Had to be pushed around um, all week. Yes. So um, <laughs> how did that all go? And um, yeah, how was it? Uh, look, um, it was entertainment value, that's for sure. So my ov- obviously I did care that you know how she was going and could she manage um, to walk or, walk or play a little bit. Um, and you know last Wednesday afternoon when she when she broke her foot, <laughs> she wasn't sure. But as we got closer to her departure day on Sunday, she thought she'd give it a crack. Um, our main priority was just getting up to Mackay and and having a few nights um, away. You know, uh, a bit of a girls' trip as well, and representing the Tweed Club. Um, and then I thought the bowls, if if she could get them close, it's a bonus. I, I only gave her an expectation of one good bowl and end, and she did manage that, and and sometimes <laughs> more as well. So we had a great time. Um, we were really, really well looked after at South Suburban in Mackay. So they went out of their way to give us lifts and get wheelchair. And we had Laura, awesome. who was our superstar. Um, wheelchair pusher up last minute she came to watch the bowls a new bowl only started in march and ended up being our, our third musketeer really and, and we ended up winning the gold medal and um yeah just a huge thanks for everyone up there and, and to my partner claire absolutely uh warrior woman i've called her because she was amazing <laughs> well amazing and well done to the both of you on uh, on yet another trophy in uh, in the lindsey clark trophy cabinet uh, just <laughs> 
Uh, you're competing with Kelsey Cottrell pretty well this year, I might add. Oh, not, so. quite, not quite, not <laughs> quite. Um, no, you're doing very well, Lindsay. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. And But we must get to our first guest because she has joined Clive in the very same room. We haven't done this much where a guest has, oh, I think this might be the first time ever where we've had a guest in the exact same room as one of us. Um, Jody Nikolic from Western Australia, uh, the Encouragement Award winner at the Multidisability Championships, played exquisitely well there and also organising wheelchairs for her local club in Western Australia. Jody, thank you so much for joining the show. First thing, now that you've been back for a few weeks, how did you find uh, the multi-disability championships? Oh, Val, it was um, an amazing week. I met a lot of the superstars that I've been watching on TV. I met Serena. Uh, I met Cheryl. I played against Serena. So just to be in close quarters with all of those, what I view, superstars. And, you know, I want to aim to be play one day like them. It was an amazing week. Learned a lot. Uh, very tiring week. I think I put down more bowls than I have probably in quite a while. Um, uh, yeah, no, it was an amazing experience. That's uh, amazing. It was a great week. Clive and I were both there and, um, yeah, we thoroughly enjoyed our time commentating it. And the Encouragement Award, which you took home, is one of the more coveted events for players that are playing in their first multi-disability championships. How are the emotions when your name was called out? Were you expecting it in any way? To be honest, I didn't even know it was a thing. <laughs> no one had told me even that better. this was an award. So my whole team from WA was sitting there watching um, everybody else receive awards. And then um, who's the C- uh, Paul? Paul, Paul, yep. Paul um, mentioned one last award and they called my name out. And I, I just sat there like a stunned mullet, literally. I was so shocked. I didn't know what the award was. And every, and I went up and honestly, I was I had tears and I was telling everyone, oh, no, it's just the sunscreen. I've been rubbing my eyes with allergies and I just was overwhelmed and in shock. And then Paul pushed a microphone into my face and said I had to make a speech and my brain just went blank and I made a terrible speech and I really didn't Aww. thank everybody that I should have. My teammates and, and Denise McMillan, who who was our um, coach manager. Um, yeah, no, it was exciting. It took a while to get over. Jodie, we've all had sunscreen in our eyes before and we've also all made terrible speeches. So you're officially a great bowler. You've joined oh, the crew. There we go. Um, just tell us a little bit about how long you've been playing bowls and how you got started in the game. Oh, I'm, I'm very new. I, I'm a wheelchair bowler. So um, I only got my new wheelchair uh, March 2020. Um, no, 21. It was last year. Okay. Yep, 21. So um, the end of last year, I, I signed up for my first pennant. So I was in fifth division um, and had a great time. Uh, I was a bowls widow, basically. My partner, Paul, um, lives and breathes bowls. And I was looking for a sport. When I, I started to have to use a wheelchair, I tried um, wheelchair badminton because I used to be a tennis player before I became paralysed. But um, I'd also injured my shoulder, so I can't really lift my arm above the head. So that was no good. I did a year of parasailing, so tried that. But I loved it. But in summer, there's no breeze, so it was really boring. Um, (laughs) And I just didn't find it truly inclusive. And then finally, finally, after about two and a half years of trying, I got my specialised bowls wheelchair and started. And pretty well, I was immediately addicted. 
That's amazing, Jody. What a great story. And I'd love to hear about how everyone gets into the sport. Tell us um, about how you found bowls and the inclusive nature of, of our sport. Uh, we It's something we speak about um, all the time. And um, from the Australian side of things, we're very inclusive at the elite level. But how have you find it from a grassroots side of things? Clive and I were talking about that earlier today. Um, we, I was saying it is in my mind, my a lot of the other sports that I've tried, um, this is what I was telling Clive, the nature of it is that the, the people with disabilities all play together all of the time. So you're getting out, you're doing a sport. And I found that with um, the parasailing that I did. We, we were a member of a big sailing club. We did our sailing. But we were always the parasquad. We're always the parasquad. Whereas here at my club, I'm just Jody who uses the wheelchair to bowl. And I'm out there with everybody else. And I have the, actually, I've got more opportunities than others now because I can go in the disability side of the para bowls or I just go out and play with my mates at the club or we go to other clubs and play competitions. It's excellent. Tell us about the wonderful work you're doing here at Yanchep, Jody, because um, Bowls WA had a, a, a participation grant available, which uh, Yanchep was uh, fully fully funded, the full five thousand dollars that was available, and and a large part of that is going towards um, some some wheelchairs to allow people to actually get involved that haven't been involved in bowls before. So tell us a little bit about that project because it's it's wonderful. Oh, it, the grant's amazing. So we applied for that. We got, as Clive said, the full 5,000. My goal, well, the goal of Bowls WA under the grant was to increase participation. And one of their charters is to increase cl- inclusiveness. Um, and I found it so, so hard to get and time time consuming to get that specialised bowl chair and expensive. I'm on the NDIS due to my disability and the chair costs me between six and a half, seven thousand dollars And last year, as I was playing penance and and going to other clubs, so many people came up to me and said, oh, that's great. I've never seen a a person play in a wheelchair before. And some of the more mature players would say to me, my husband played for 30 years, but he can't play now because he can't walk. Oh, that would be so good for him. And I just thought it's not just people with disabilities. It's it's the older generation that might want to still play. Um, So my goal was to get more people out there playing bowls and enjoying it. And it's a life-changing experience for me. So I want others to have that life-changing experience as well. And the first day was on Sunday, the last Sunday, and you've already had some success, haven't you? Uh, We had 20 new newbies come along to play at our tri-bowls session. Um, it went from 9.30 to 11.30. We had nine children and, no, it's the other way around, 11 children and nine adults. So ages from about seven through till 17. Um, so fantastic turnout. I wasn't sure how many people would turn up out here in Yanship, but um, the response in the community has been amazing. How was the planning of it, Jody? and how, how did you go about doing it with Bowls, Bowls WA? Uh, well, I had spoken to part of the the grant was to speak to your regional manager. So I had a bit of an idea and I knew that I wanted to get wheelchairs and I knew um, kind of a plan, but I spoke to Clive and put that past him and he gave me some great ideas to help develop the program. Um, yeah, put the grant together and then obviously um, talk to our committee members here and, and some of the other bowlers. Uh, and yeah, just wanted to bring more people into the club. 
Well, one of the keys is that you've actually been able to source. Uh, you said your your chair was seven thousand dollars, which which can be a lot of money to a lot of people. You've actually been able to source uh, a more inexpensive version of that chair, and that's been a really important part of what you're doing. Yep. When I was showing, um, I've got a, a wheelie friend that I, I work with in my day job, Chris Easter. And when I showed him my bowls chair and told him the cost, Chris said, oh my gosh, you know, we can make that at a much more affordable price. So um, Chris, before he became a paraplegic, also um, ran his whole life a fabrication plant, building things out of metal. So Chris told me that he could um, develop develop or change a wheelchair and and find the you know all the correct parts for it i'm not very good with these kinds of things so he's <laughs> he's put together um some some cost effective um wheelchairs that we can use and they're all to spec as per the specs of bowls australia's um wheelchairs that we need to be able to get onto the greens um, so the cost of effective um he's selling them for only two and a half thousand dollars compared to to um you know the six to seven thousand that i paid um we had a, a fellow come into the club oh about six months ago and he's a wheelchair user and he had heard that i was playing um and he wanted to try my chair and he loved it and he, i told him the price and he goes oh no i could never afford that so this is now giving the average person in the community that opportunity to oh i think all should clubs should have two or three yeah. wheelchairs mm. sitting Absolutely. there yeah. that people can use that all the community can come down and do oh, that's amazing story jody and, and actually get yeah, speaking from our experience um the south suburban actually have uh multi-disability bowls there once a month i think and have wheelchairs in their club that helps everyone access the game but just want to touch on your uh back to your own personal maybe goals now so you've experienced the multi-disability championships for the first time got your first award have you got any kind of goals um in that high, like higher level space or are you just sort of cruising along there in the social side for a while what's it look like for your future in bowls I think deep down, I don't like really saying my goals out loud because they're too scary. Next year, if I'm lucky enough to get on the state team and go, oh, actually, is it, yeah, wherever it is next year, um, my goal is to beat Serena. Not in singles yet. Well, we're in a different, <laughs> um, but we in the pairs, my partner Maud and I, we were really, really close, but we got timed out and we only lost by a couple. So that's my goal next year, in pairs to beat Serena and her partner, Louise Hoskins, who was such a lovely lady. Yep, that's my goal. <laughs> Well, Serena Bonnell, challenge has been issued to you. So yeah. Uh, yeah. so there, there's some uh, big competition coming your way, Serena. But, Jody, seriously, everything that you have done um, for the sport in your state, you're doing such a wonderful job and the initiative is something that should never, ever be looked over because it's just such a wonderful thing. You're bringing the sport to many more people and bringing them the ability to come and play and have an active lifestyle. So for that, we thank you. The community in WA should be thanking you and the community in Australia should be thanking you because it's just amazing what you've done. And Clive, I'm going to use it. It's been phenomenal work. Jody Nikolic, thank you very much for joining us on the show today. Oh, thanks for inviting me. Jodie Nikolic there joining us. Just, it's just an awesome story and the work that she's doing is almost unparalleled in the bowls world because it's just it's so good seeing someone that's so new to the sport actually working to make it better and it's an amazing initiative and we can't thank her enough as a bowls community, I guess. And Clive, how can other clubs do the same? 
Yeah, certainly. We, we'd really encourage everyone to talk to their regional bowls manager um, if you want to get involved in any of these sorts of programs. Uh, I'll certainly be sharing a lot of the experiences from over here with uh, with the regional bowls manager team. And you know how how much enthusiasm mm. came through from Jody just yeah. then. It's just just awesome. Yeah, it was she's, great. Uh, she's gold. Absolute gold. She mm. she really is, and yeah, thoroughly deserving of that encouragement award at the Multi Disability Championship. Speaking of enthusiasm, I'm very excited about next week's Club Dubbo International Fours presented by BCIB, and we're going to chat to Club Dubbo CEO Tim Farrell up next on the Right Line. Bowls Australia's official e-store have a great range of products for every player. Visit shop.bowls.com.au to pick up some new kit and help you look and feel your best out on the green. You are listening to The Right Line. Val Febo, Clive Adams, Lindsay Clark and Carla Krasanik joining you on Bowls Australia's official podcast. Big thank you to Jody Nikolic again for her uh, wonderful interview in the last segment. It was such an eye-opener and, yeah, she's a fantastic speaker and really passionate and enthusiastic about the work she's doing in uh, in Bowls. So amazing stuff from Jody. But we'll change tack now and um, we're going to chat to Tim Farrell, the Club Dubbo CEO, ahead of the Club Dubbo BCI Interna- BCIB International Fours event next week from November 3 to 5, Club Dubbo is going to host the world's richest fours event consisting of names such as Heyman, Lester, Bester, Kelly, Twist, Wedlock, Tease, Schrainer, Gary Willis, and even Dalrymple. <laughs> it's a $100,000 prize pool on offer. It's going to be huge, and Tim does join us on the show. How are you, Tim? And uh, it's finally happening after a couple of years of, um, of COVID delays, but the tournament's finally happening. How excited are you? Yeah, it is. It's finally happening after COVID, and we're um, we're all very excited. And, and thanks for having me on the show. It's um, nice to get invited on. You must be short of talent to to get me. In. But, <laughs> um, yeah, look, after last year with COVID throwing the spanner in the works and unfortunately canning the tournament, uh, it's good and it's exciting to be a week out and uh, looking forward to welcoming all the names and more uh, to come and participate for a hundred thousand worth of prize money. So. Well, talk to us about the structure of the event because there's three trophies: the cup, the shield, and the plate. How is each awarded? Yeah, so after the six rounds of um, the fifth and play, uh, the top eight teams will go through to the Cup. Uh, the next eight teams will go through to the Shield. And then the next eight teams will go through to the Plate. So the 24 top teams, I guess, will go through to play for one of those prizes. So, Tim, the, the list of players at this tournament is insane. It's going to be crazy good to watch. How did you go about getting – I mean, obviously the prize pool is definitely a big carrot for everybody, but – how do you go about getting a lineup like that? Yeah, look, the prize money helps. It's a, a pretty substantial amount of money that the committee's done a really good job fundraising and um, getting sponsors on board, and then the entry fees contribute to a portion of it. But um, look, it's all the work of our bowls manager and, and the committee that we've got on board to run the event. Um, they've made some good contacts and reached out to some people, and I think he's uh, even managed to pick up a team from Northern Ireland who's got a couple of Commonwealth games, got medalists in it at the last minute. So. Um, it's sort of fallen together. We've we've done some hard groundwork, and and Anthony Brown, our bowls manager in particular, has done a lot of work to make sure that we get a, a really good field mixed with some of the world's best, as well as some of the best local talent that's out here. So, yeah, Tim, Tim, the idea for the event, I, I suppose we've seen a bit of a shift over the last few years with some some bigger events uh, around Australia with offering some some large prize money. Was that sort of was that part of the inspiration to sort of look at some of those other events and say, well, we could do something like that um, and and uh, and make it happen? Yeah, for sure. And, and as much as I'd love to sit here and take credit for the idea, it was um, all the brainchild of our chairman Tony Spears and, and a group of other people that thought, how do we put on a, a really large-scale event 
in Dubbo, sort of to expose bowls to the community. And uh, I guess something like the Everest over in Perth um, for the singles, which I was lucky enough to go and play in a couple of years ago. And um, I think that prize money and that concept of offering a really big prize pool uh, was certainly the, the catalyst for it. And I think Tony based it off a rugby sevens tournament with the structure of the cup and the, and the plate and the shield. So, yeah, it's um, certainly those big scale events taking place everywhere else was uh, a good ground for, groundwork for him to get that event up and running. So, Tim, for those who are around Dubbo who are interested in coming and watching some bowls, can they just come down to the club and watch? Is there an entry fee or what's on for the spectators? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Everybody's welcome. There's no entry fee to come into the club. Um, you can shout me a schooner as part of that. Like <laughs> um, yeah, the club's open to everybody and we're, we're really looking forward to getting the local community here to um, to watch the event. And if even if they haven't watched bowls before, come down and have a look. You're not going to get a better spectacle of bowls to watch firsthand uh, out this way. So you're hoping that the local community, even the surrounding towns and, um, and little suburbs that we've got around Dubbo will come in and get, on, and get involved and watch the event. So. The event's proudly partnered by BCIB, which is one of Bowls Australia's partners as well. How has the organisation helped in putting the event on? Yeah, look, BCIB, as everybody knows, massive supporters of Bowls in Australia and um, people like Ian Hopper and Brett Pray and Steve Glasson in particular. Steve's a really good sounding board for Anthony, our Bowls manager, and uh, they've got some great ideas and they've been really helpful when we've sort of posed an idea to them. You know, is it good? Is it bad? And and the, I guess the honesty, that won't work, this will work, and, and their sort of leadership with helping us get it on was, was really good. So it's great to have that sort of support. You haven't actually let Steve enter, have you? <laughs> no, we didn't think he was good enough. So we, we <laughs> out, but, uh, he's getting a bit old now. Speaking of entries, you did get, well, there's a Bowls Australia team in there and one Chris Wallace, Dave Inglis, and um, a former regional Bowls manager, the name escapes me at the moment, but also Neil Darrymple as well. Um, uh, un- unbelievable with Gary Willis. How are you expecting that team to go? Yeah, look, I guess um, with the open draw format uh, on the Wednesday night, you know, if the luck of the gods is on your side and you get a half-decent draw and you don't draw all the heavies and sort of four or five of your rounds, you, you could go all right. I mean, you know, we've got Karen Murphy carrying our side in it, so hopefully she's got some big shoulders here next week. But, yeah, <laughs> the luck of the draw and, I guess, you know, the luck of the gods on the day, you, they could go all right. You never know. It's a pretty open tournament. There's a lot of good sides in it, so. I think it might be James Berriman that you're yes. looking for, Val. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Mm. Yep. <laughs> Tim, tell us a little bit about Club Dubbo. It's a club that I haven't had the opportunity to visit uh, yet. How many greens uh, and uh, how, how does the club go? Yeah, look, it's um, bounced back really well after the COVID lockdown last year. So we've got um, three grass greens outside. Um, and they completed a, a large-scale renovation here in 2019. Um, you know, new entrance for us. We've got some escalators and lift out the front to help people get into the venue. Um, you know, really nice big open lounge that overlooks the greens as well. So there's plenty of viewing space for people that want to come and watch. But um, yeah, trade-wise, the club's bounced back really well after COVID, um, and especially you now with our members uh, supporting us through that restricted trade period, uh, it's really helped us get through that. So it's good to now turn the leaf and and start trading properly again. So. Tim, talking about your members, um, I've been in, in Bowls Admin before for many years, like the amount of volunteers you need to help get these tournaments up and off the ground and, and run smoothly. Have you got a, a good membership base in terms of people putting up their hand to help out? Yeah, we do. We're really lucky in that regard. We're, um, our Bowls Committee, and there's a subcommittee uh, responsible for this tournament as well. Um, so on the, the weekend when the tournament's on, you know, we're going to have directors and committee members here outside, you know, putting mats and jacks out, helping the greens out cleaning up at the end of the day. A couple of the uh, directors are going to jump in a, in a stubby bar outside and give us a hand too because 
like every other club, we're a bit short-staffed at the moment. So that's really nice. It, it really is a bit of a team effort. Everyone's jumped in and thrown their two cents in and given us a hand, so it's good. Uh, that's absolutely awesome. So next, uh, it's next week from November third uh, to November fifth. So Thursday to Saturday, if I'm if I'm correct. Um, yep. My days are all blurring into one at the moment, but Thursday <laughs> to Saturday. Um, but uh, you can find Club Dubbo. 2830-82, Willandra Street, Dubbo, New South Wales. Um, it's going to be an awesome event. Some of the world's best are going to be there. And if you see Tim, do shout him something because he's put on a wonderful event. It's going to be fantastic. We look forward to seeing uh, seeing the results in the, in the inaugural one of hopefully many. Sounds good. Tim Farrell joining us on uh, on the right line. What an awesome chat! I'm really excited about this event. And you did tell us off air that uh, Bowls New South New South Wales, if I can get my words out correctly, they are going to be live streaming it uh, next week, and live scores will go up on uh, on Facebook and on the club Dubbo website, so you can find all of that there. And you'll want to because the names in this event are absolutely sensational. So looking forward to seeing what happens at Club Dubbo next week. But up next, we haven't done this in so long. So long. The quiz, it's back. Up next on The Right Line. Fast, fun and for everyone. Bowls Australia's social bowls program, Jack Attack, is like barefoot bowls but better. Jack Attack is the perfect way for beginners to get into bowls. With the short and sharp format suitable for people of all ages. Head to jackattack.com.au for more information. This is The Right Line. Val Febo, Carla Krasanik, Clive Adams and Lindsay Clark joining you on Bowls Australia's official podcast. And I am bursting with excitement because the quiz is back. We finally get to do one again. It's been so long. I feel so out of practice in running these. Um, it was so, and, and for those who have forgotten the standings, so when was the last time we did one? I reckon way before uh, AO, maybe before yeah. BPL 15 in the, the last BPL. So myself on three, Lindsay two, Carla and Clive on one, so things are still well and truly up for grabs in 2022. But uh, as I won the last one, it was my turn to prep something for, the, for this week, and I've done a nationals quiz. So Ooh. it'll be oh <laughs> so it... biased, you two boys. Boo, Clive! They're he was the one weak. that suggested it. <laughs> um, I said you were like, oh yeah, yeah great idea. Yeah. Well, I Clive should have... knows everything about nationals. I thought actually afterwards, I thought of actually of doing a. Re- sporting retirements one because there's been a few oh. in um in 2022 um and I could have centered a lot of it around Roger Federer but um I thought of that very late um but just scream your name whoever I hear first is going to uh is going to be the uh, first we recipient know, yep. we know that method works oh, yeah. so well as well makes for so. great it makes for great broadcasting <laughs> we've, doesn't it yeah. we've got no other way no one's All come right. up with an alternative so this is what All we right. got okay all right let me get a um, let me get a pen here, and I will write down the where is my pen? There it is. All right. So, first question: Which state won both over sixty sides championships? Lindsay. Victoria. Yep. Yeah. Ochi, Ochi, where are you? You got in quick. All right. Now this one is going to involve um, multiple points. Name the four women's bowlers to claim best rink at the Open Side Championships. Oh, yes. Okay, Sue Brady. No. Oh. Oh, no, are we not over? Sorry, 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 sorry. Can I take that back? No, no, Clive and Carla. Darn it. Dawn Heyman. Yes. I've got the right rink. I've just got to remember who's in it. So, Carla, that's one. Oh, no, I wasn't there. Um... Jamie Lee Warsner? No. Damn Clive. It. <laughs> okay, okay. So Clive gets a go. I'm pretty sure Kay Moran was in that rink. Uh, yep. 
That's right. She was second. Yep. Uh, now, who Steve would have Ray been? Are we getting? So Steve if it, I'll give, I'll give, I'll, I'll give Clive another couple of seconds. If not, I'll me, um, me, I'll, me, me. Just give him. You a, played just, them, Lindsay. Give Come him on. a little bit more time. Okay. No, no, you no, got okay. me. No. All right. Yep, okay, Lindsay. Me? Okay, Dawn Heyman. Yep. And Johns. I've already got the point. So yeah, and and Johns. Yep. And Johns. Oh, sorry. Kay Moran. Yep. So you need one more. And Sammy? Yeah. Uh, no. no. Sam. No. no. Yes. It's back to me, yep. Natalie Norona. No, it was uh, – oh. do you give up? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Sarah Boddington. Yes, yes. Sarah uh, Boddington. Yeah. Lindsay got it. We needed yeah. a lead. <laughs> yeah. Can All we right. go to the over 60s best performer? So no, does we... that mean I get a point, Clive gets a point, Lindsay yes. gets two points? Yeah, that's exactly right. So Lindsay three, Carla one, Clive one. Question three, name the four men's bowlers to claim best Five. rink. Yep. Oh, straight up. Nathan yep. Rice. Yep. Nathan Rice. Brett Wilkie. Yep. Uh, Sean Ingham. No. Lindsay. Lindsay. Carla. Lindsay. Uh, okay. Nathan Rice, Brett Wilkie. Yep. Barry Lester. Yes. Owen Litfin. Yes, Lindsay, Those well done. Yeah, the Marines. <laughs> Lindsay, so Lindsay five, Carla one, Clive three. Question four. How many medals did Kelsey Cottrell win at the Nationals? Lindsay. Carla got in first, I think, just. Two, me- two no. medals. No, incorrect. Five, five, yes, Clive. Oh, what about Lindsay buzzed in first ages this- ago? <laughs> uh, yes, Clive. Whose is it? Yours, Clive. That's me? Yeah. It's three because yep. there's a mixed pairs as well. Yes. I was so, counting that. I forgot about the silver for the – Yeah, mixed pairs, <laughs> silver insides, gold in singles. Yeah, I forgot about that Yeah, so Clive gets a point. So Lindsay five, Clive four, Carla one. Very this. <laughs> um, okay, question five. Which four players did Karen Murphy join in winning the Lindsay. Australian – Yes. Okay. Um – Dawn Heyman? Yep. <laughs> yep. There, there, so there was Dawn Heyman. I'm not finishing the question because you didn't let me do it. You yeah, get a, no, you, that's okay. That's you okay. Get a, Dawn, you, Dawn. You, you get a point. Okay, there was Dawny. There was um, Carla. Th- yes. <laughs> yes, Aji, 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 Aji. Yep. Uh, then there was uh, – then there was uh, – Oh, I'm going to open this Lee, up. Lee? Oh, she's just getting in here. Yep. Lee, and then there was? Five. Four. Five. What? Who? Three. Five. Two. One. <laughs> five. Go. Five. Buzz in. Five. Do it again. Five. Okay. <laughs> okay. Who was it, Clive? Scotty Thalborn. Yep. Ah. Ah. Correct. So, Lindsay, three points. Clive, uh, Clive, one. So, Lindsay goes to eight. Clive, five. Carla on Surely one. I get a point because I was one of the answers. Unfortunately not. <laughs> All <laughs> right. Try. Good try. Probably would have gone with that. Probably would have allowed that. Yeah, which uh, which state which state won the overall boys' comp in the under-18 championships? Lindsay. Yep. Tazzy. Yep. Correct. She's really – she's undersold herself here, Lindsay. <laughs> I, don't, I don't back myself at all. Which state is the only one – to, uh, which state other than New South Wales, sorry, is the only one to take home the Marg Morris Trophy? Lindsay. Yep. Queensland. Yep. Didn't let me finish the question the again question? since 2011. <laughs> oh, 
I know because most of the time, if if they New South Wales haven't won it, we've generally won it <laughs> most right, of the time. Okay. So you, this it's still up for grabs here between Clive and Lindsay. Carla, unfortunately, out of contention. So 10 to Lindsay, 5 to Clive, 1 to Carla. What medal did Cheryl Linfield in the women's pair? Lizzie. The mul- yes. Silver. No. <laughs> Carla. Yes. Gold. No. Clive. Yep. Bronze. <laughs> and I knew the answer. I just yep. couldn't get in. Because Paul Holschke uh, abs- accidentally uh, called out the wrong team. It was like an Os- it was like a Warren Beatty at the uh, at the Oscars called out the wrong movie. Um, all right, now question nine, five points up for grabs here. Name the five Hall of Fame inductees from Lindsay. awards night. Yes. Oh, that's not fair. Okay. Lindsay's on the panel. Marion Stevens. Yep. Oh, sorry, Clive. This is a touchy subject, Val. I can't believe we've gone back here we again. Were, we were broadcasting out in the rain and mm. the cold. Yep. And yeah. Lindsay's okay. on the panel. Okay. <laughs> Okay, there was there was uh, Marion Stevens. Yep. Um, there was Bert Palm. Mm-hmm. There was Bert, another Bert. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna open this up to everybody else. Yeah. I'll take Bert Sharp. Yep. Actually played with him, which is uh, yeah, fantastic. But um, ooh. um, Dennis Dalton. Yep. And one more. I might, I might be done. One more. Buzz in. Someone. I'm not sure. I wasn't there. Initial. No initial. Me. Yeah, it was on the <laughs> website though, Carly. You could have read the article. Uh, if you read the article, I didn't read it. Oh, that's just, you get docked. <laughs> you get docked your sole point. Um, initials RT. Me, Lindsay. Yes. Ron Tuckerman. Yes. There uh, well you go. Well done. Well done. And, well done and, to and all. Yes, their family's grace gave some um, great speeches as well. Sorry, Clive, I know you weren't there. Maybe one day you'll see them on repeat. But their family members spoke so well, the ones that had, had passed, um, and Marianne did a great speech as well. They were, yeah, some iconic moments from the night. Yeah, so, congratulations to all of them. Special. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. No, it was, a, it was a great night. Unfortunately, Clive was out sitting in the rains, and while we were swanning about, they we were his were, words. No, we had fun. We yeah. had fun. We really enjoyed it. Yeah. No, it we was, did. No, we were, we had a ball out there. Don't well, worry the about AC that. the ACT winning the mixed pairs was an awesome result as well. I think they were what all their matches they won four matches or something like that, and they they won. No, they didn't. They, they played four oh, matches yep. and finished with a plus three and yep. took home the gold medal because yep. they drew a match. The first match. Ah. Pretty unique. That's right. Pretty unique. Right. Yeah. All right. Final question: What is the total number made? When adding up Carla, Beck, and Rudy's international cap numbers. Now, this one is going to be closest to the pin. Five. Yep. Look in there. You're all 400, just... 425. Okay. 425, Clive. Carla? Um, 550. 550, yep. I'm going to go with 600. I meant the actual – actually, I'll give you another – Cap at this. No, you so, said cap numbers. No, the question was yeah. cap numbers, Val. I think you need to stick with the question. So not how many games that they've played. I meant mm. like, yeah, okay. So oh, you, their cap oh, they're cap numbers. Yeah. <laughs> when you say cap numbers, like how many caps have you played? Yeah, that's how I interpret cap numbers. Oh, okay. Not how I interpret it because well, that was the question. Mm. Thank you, Clive. Cap numbers. Mm. Okay. Um. Well, 
Do you got? Should we? Okay. You've got no. your Australian de- debut number. Yeah, that's that's the one. That's well, what you mean, right? Right. Okay. Okay. So that's different. Okay. Well, uh, Clive, I'm just gonna. The the result doesn't mean anything. Clive was closer because it is only 295. Um, but <laughs> li- what's the answer to the other one? Though? Yeah, <laughs> that Lindsay and I were going with. Uh, that I don't know, unfortunately. Oh, how many have you played, Oji? How many have you played? Oh, uh, I can't. I don't know. <laughs> well, it would have been. No, two hundred and twelve, maybe. It would have and been. Beck, you played Beck four three hundred. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, and Rudy, yeah. Rudy would have played what, a couple hundred? Yeah, something think, like that. Yeah, we'll bring that bring to you next week. Something. Mm, we next will. week. What about yeah. close to yeah. eight hundred? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but Clive gets the point. So yeah, after that, um, after that failure of a last question on my part, <laughs> Lindsay, uh, Lindsay wins fourteen. Clive nine. Carla on one. So the Nationals mm, belong. The Nationals belong to Lindsay Clark and uh, Lindsay joins me on uh, on three points now um, for two. Can I add? I feel like that was unfair because Lindsay was playing and coaching through the whole event, like she was multitasking and a Hall of Fame panel member and and a Hall of Fame. But I, but Carla, you attended the Hall of Fame. You could have attended, Carla. You could have played also, (laughs) but. I did not watch every single match. I was not there every single day. I was not on top of everything, but just the brain stores this useful information for moments like this. <laughs> uh, well, well done to Lindsay. Myself and Lindsay on three, Carla and Clive on one. Lindsay, it's your job to prepare yeah. next week's. So so have we got a theme for next week already yet? Is no. it not BPL time yet? Is it we can do something different or? Well, it is BPL, but you can do whatever you want. It's You have creative rights over whatever you want to do. So okay. you can choose. Oh right. Oji, we'll talk, mate. These two have <laughs> obviously talked. We better talk. <laughs> this is this is this is collusion and it's illegal. But on on that note, we must leave you. Um it has been a very fun show. Big thank you to Jody Nikolic and Tim Farrell for joining us on the show. And a big thank you to you, Carla Krasanik. Thank you for jumping on with us again. Yes, thanks guys. It was a great show. I really enjoyed hearing Jody um talk. Particularly, I think it was really great. We always talk about how inclusive it was, our sport is. It's sort of great to hear from someone who's just started the game and found um, what we say is actually true. So it was really great to hear from her. Yep. Sensational. And Clive, all the work you've done with her, you've uh, you've been amazing and you're also amazing on the show today, if I may say so myself. Oh, thank you, Val. No, it's, uh, and and look, it's okay. nice that it's nice that Carla nor I scored a point because we can share that uh, last place at the moment, which is nice, Carla. So that's uh, yeah. Um, and I will shout out to Dubbo, third to the fifth of November mm-hmm. for their event. My birthday's on the fourth, so um, all all presents can be directed to. Um, we'll, we'll follow up with an address where Pi- all well, presents can be sent. Send them up to Pine daughter, Rivers. My daughter's on the fourth as well. Remember, five. Right. You share that. So if they want to come my way, that's okay as well. Shared birthday at the BPL. <laughs> Let's do it. You might need different kinds of presents. So just thinking. We <laughs> have gone seven. off track. <laughs> We should remember BPL is the 7th to the 11th yes. of November as well. Can't wait. Yep, very excited. And Lindsay, thank you very much and congratulations on your quiz win. Oh, I, think, I thought you were going to say my state title. but no, the We quiz already win congratulated you about that. Not everything's <laughs> about your state title, Lindsay. No, well, the state title is 
started the show, finished the show, <laughs> but the quiz winners definitely trumped that gold medal today. Thanks, guys. And I really enjoyed the show. Um, Don't that. <laughs> she'd be fine with it. Um, oh. And great to speak to Tim. Um, I hope it all goes well there at Dubbo. I know a lot of the players that I've spoken to are really looking forward to finally getting down there um, or up there wherever you come from. But, yeah, had a great show and, and it was fantastic to be back again. A typically loose finish to a, to a right line episode. <laughs> oh, how I've missed it. This has been The Right Line. Bowls Australia's official podcast. Remember, you can subscribe on Anchor, Google, Spotify and Apple, wherever you get your podcasts from. We are there. It's been Val Febo, Clive Adams, Carla Krasanik and Lindsay Clark on The Right Line.